Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business for the past 28 years. Today's podcast, I'm going to cover different parts of the exercise repetition. We have prime movers, antagonists, stabilizers, and synergists. All right, let's learn a little bit more about what we're doing when we work out. Before I get into that, I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow. Let me tell you, they're out there absolutely crushing it all the time. I vouch for them. I'll put all of their information in the show notes. All right, so let's get into it. All right, so whenever we work out, we have either what's called prime movers, antagonists, stabilizers, or synergists. Prime movers are the actual movers of the muscle, of the movement. So, for example, the prime mover is the main muscle you're working when you're doing a particular exercise, okay? So for example, the prime mover on a leg extension is going to be the quadriceps muscle. And for a little education for you, it's called the quadriceps because there's actually four muscles that make up that muscle group. There's the vastus lateralis, the vastus medialis, the vastus intermedialis, and the rectus femoris. So on the particular leg extension machine, the prime mover is the quads. That's the main muscle you're working. Now, every muscle group has an antagonist. So you know what an antagonist is in a story, right? It counters the prime, right? So an antagonistic muscle, what it actually does physiologically speaking is it slows down the movement. That's what it's job is. So every prime mover has an antagonist or opposing muscle group. In the case of the leg extensions, getting back to that example, the prime mover being the quadriceps, the antagonist is the hamstring. So every time we're working the prime mover, we're also kind of working the antagonistic muscle. All right. So I think a lot of people knew that there's a main muscle group and then the opposite muscle group, but not a lot of people understand stabilizers and synergists enough, all right? So the other day I was talking about the forced velocity curve and it's important that when we do faster movements, we still want to make sure that we're using the appropriate muscle group and we're not out of control and we're not flinging our body. Well, the stabilizers and synergists help us make sure that that actually happens. All right, so let's take the old stabilizers next. Stabilizer muscle groups keep your body stable. So whenever you're doing a particular exercise, you're going to have other muscle groups jump in to keep your body stable. So even though they may not be working as hard as the prime mover, they're still doing a lot of work. 
or I should say some work. They could be doing a lot of work depending on the exercise. For example, the squat exercise has stabilization within the core, within the lower back, the trunk, and the calves, and it's actually doing a lot of work, all right? But let's get back to our leg extension example. The stabilizers are going to be your forearms and your core. Your forearms because you're actually holding the little handles on the side, keeping your body in place, so it's stabilizing you so you can use the appropriate muscle groups. Again, getting back to doing reps faster but in good form, if you're not holding on to the stabilizer handles, what might end up happening is you're going to bounce your butt up and down in the seat. And therefore, yes, you're getting faster movement, but it's not really being generated from the quadriceps. It's being generated from momentum. So in this case, the stabilizing muscle groups, the forearm, are holding your butt down. You're also always going to have some stabilization within your core. Anytime you're sitting upright. Now, the leg extension has a little bit of a backrest, as you know, on most machines. Ours does and most do. So there's not as much stabilization being done by your muscles. But if you have the really old-fashioned kind of leg extension or the kind that you're sitting on the edge and somebody is hooking a contraption up to your ankles and you're actually doing leg extension, then your core is going to be keeping your upper torso and your mid-torso stable. But your core still is getting involved somewhat even on a exercise with a backrest, all right? Now, on the squat, again, stabilizers are a little bit more necessary. They're all necessary. But on the squat without the stabilizers, you're not squatting, and you're definitely not squatting within good form. So on the squat exercise, the stabilizers, again, I said them earlier, but they're gonna be your calf muscles, keeping your feet grounded in place. It's going to be your antibior tibialis muscles. That's the front of the calf muscles, also keeping your body in place. It's going to be your transverse abdominals, which are part of your abdominal muscles, and they're actually keeping your spine straight up and down. It's going to be your erector spinae, your lower back muscle, and it's actually keeping your spine in proper alignment. So the squat is using so many muscle groups. When you think about the agonist, the antagonist, and the stabilizers, and I'll, and I'll finish that in a little bit after I talk about the synergist, you'll go, oh wow, there's really almost not a muscle group not worked with the squat exercise. All right, synergist means helping muscles, right? So synergy means helping. Synergist muscle groups are helping muscle groups. They're not to be confused with muscle groups that are also prime movers during compound lifts. For example, when you're doing the latissimus dorsi pull down, your lats are going to be your prime mover, but so are your biceps. They're pulling down. So really there's two prime movers there. Synergists aren't prime movers. Synergists are helping muscle groups. All right. So in the case, back to the old leg extension machine, there's not a lot of assistance in that from other muscle groups, but there's a little bit by the hip flexors because the hip flexors and quads are so close together and so closely related to each other. So as you're going through leg extension 
where your lower leg is being extended. You're also getting a little bit of the hip flexor involvement. There is also some gastrocnemius or some calf synergistic muscle group going on in the leg extension as you're clenching your foot up or dorsiflexing your toes to help hold the crank where you're pushing the weight from. You're getting some synergistic muscle involvement there on the leg curl, the opposite of the leg extension on the leg curl where you're using your hamstrings and pulling downward, you're getting a lot of synergistic help from the gastrocnemius. So every muscle movement has synergistic help. The more compound the exercise is, meaning the more muscles work during an exercise because exercises are either compound or primary, the more compound, for example, on an exercise like a bent over row, there's a lot of prime movers there. You have your latissimus dorsi, you have your rhomboids, you have your lower traps, you have your mid traps, and you have your biceps. So there's like four exercises that are prime movers. You're going to have a lot of synergistic help involved. You're going to have your stabilizers, such as your lower back and abdominals, keeping your spine in place, but you're going to have a lot of synergistic help of the shoulders helping you get involved and the forearms helping you hold the bar. That's synergistic help. All right, so your synergists really, really get involved. Now, let's get back to the squats as I talked about earlier. The synergistic movements in the squat, well, you're going to get some glute medius help. As your knees want to bow in or bow out, you're going to get your glute medius help stabilizing and also synergistically helping you lift the weight. You're going to get a little bit of help from your hip flexors just like you do on the leg extension machine. And you're going to get a little bit of help on how you hold the bar. If you're on a Smith machine, you don't have to hold it as tight and as hard, but you're going to get assistance based on where you place your arms on the bar, giving you some advantage or disadvantage depending on where you're holding the bar. So you're getting a lot of synergistic help on the squat as well. So let me break through the squat real quick and you'll hopefully find this as fascinating as me. And then I'm going to tie it into, there's a method to the madness why it's important to do certain things. So the squat actually has four prime movers or agonist muscle groups, okay? Four prime movers. They are the quads, I'm sorry, they have three. The quads, the glutes, and the hamstrings. Quads, glutes, hamstrings. Now, with three agonists or prime movers, you're going to have three antagonist muscles. And the antagonists are going to be the hip flexors, the hamstrings, and the quads. You say, wait a minute. You already said that the hamstrings and quads were prime movers. They are. But because they get involved in the prime movement of it, and one's the opposite of the other, they also oppose each other as well. All right? So you have basic muscle involvement here. Now you're talking about your glute maximus, your quadriceps, your hamstrings, and your hip flexors. That's a lot of movement. Now let's throw in your stabilizers, your calves, which are your gastrocnemius. And because you're standing at your gastroc and not your soleus, different calf muscles, you have your anterior tibialis around your front shins. You have your glute medius working as a stabilizer, keeping your hips in the right position, and also 
as a synergist. You have your hip flexors working as an antagonist and as a synergist. You have your transverse abdominals keeping your spine straight up. You have your erector spinae. Based on your form, either working as a synergist helping you up or as a stabilizer keeping your spine in place and a little tip here is it's better for it to be a stabilizer because if your lower back is bending up and down a lot you're not exactly keeping your core in place but if you are then your lower back is working as a synergist versus a stabilizer but in any event it's still getting a lot of work which is the whole point of what i'm talking about today and then you have your synergistic involvement of your upper body your shoulders holding the bar and that is your mid traps and that is your forearms so basically you're working almost every muscle in your body on a squat with the exception of your pecs not so much and your lats and triceps but you're really working everything all right so when you're trying to get bang for your buck and you're trying to get as much exercise in as short a time as possible with strength training it's very hard to beat the prime movers of the compound lifts the big movements like the squats and the presses are simply using more muscle you're using them more as agonists and with every large use of agonists you have large use of antagonists you're using more stabilizers and synergists so every time that you're doing a main movement, you're bringing in more muscle involvement. So the method to the madness says, you know, when you hear some of these experts say, oh, you really need to be doing more of these compound, harder exercises because they're using more muscles. Well, now you know why, because you know that there's prime movers, there's antagonists, there's synergists, and there's stabilizers. And my goal is to always teach people what they are for each exercise, because it's really important to know what you're working and put your mind to muscle and when you understand what muscles are stabilizing I think it really helps you get your form down and it really really helps you keep your your mind on the muscles so you can really stimulate those muscles better because we're always trying to do things better all right so there is really a method to the madness when we're picking our exercises and I know you know on a final note on this some people might think well you know squats are hard I can't do them it's well, you know, most people can. It's just you're going to have to do like different variations of them until you get a little bit stronger. There's different ways to do squats and leg presses and things like that until you're able to maybe do a little bit harder versions of them. But you can absolutely start working on them. And it's a really great accomplishment to start to be able to do these things. We talk about overload a lot and getting better at doing certain exercises. Well, one simple overload is being able to do harder exercises. I always try to graduate people up to harder exercises that work more muscle involvement because then I know they're getting stronger and that's the name of the game. All right, so now it's time to thank our second sponsor, chiropractic physician, Dr. Doris Antos. She's She keeps you in shape, literally. She's up in Ormond Beach on Granada, and she is a chiropractic physician that offers all kinds of different services, not just your normal back chiropractic manipulation, spinal manipulation, 
but all of the different services. She gets to know you. She has a great reputation. And just like our other sponsor, her information will be in the show notes. So until next time, be max fit and be max wealth.